Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns. I'm a doctor of natural medicine specializing in the treatment of infertility via natural and integrative methods. I founded the Naturna Institute in New York City, where my team and I work with women and couples, often in collaboration with Western medical doctors, to guide the path to healthy conception. In this podcast, you'll learn all about your body and everything in the fertility landscape to help you realize your dream of baby. I'll be bringing you the best of advice from experts in the fields of both natural and conventional medicine, as well as the heartfelt and very helpful stories of brave fertility heroes on their path to baby. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and thanks so much for tuning in. Today's episode is dedicated to a nutrient spotlight. This is perhaps my favorite fertility nutrient, but honestly, it's not only good for fertility, it's good for so many things. And the nutrient of the day is vitamin D. So, you know, people will tend to think of vitamin D as a very general vitamin. Like, yes, it may have some fertility benefits, but it's more known for immune health and mental health. Um, But I must say that from the research I've seen, it's a fairly essential fertility nutrient. And I will get into the nitty gritty of why, and I'll be citing the studies uh, that have really proven to demonstrate its worth. So we know that vitamin D comes from the sun. And a lot of us who live in the Northeast or just more gloomy environments could be London, um, you know, could be some of the Southern states. We just don't get enough of it. And though it is available from some food sources, it still comes up as deficient in the majority of women I see. And my colleagues in the medical field who do testing um, for vitamin levels, they find that they're usually finding it on the low end also. It really should be tested um, fairly regularly, particularly if somebody is suffering from um, mood issues, depression, fatigue, low immunity, um, and obviously undergoing fertility treatment, uh, but it's just not, it's not become commonplace yet. So I really encourage you to ask for the test. Um, you know, if your doctor is amenable to potentially running that for you. So besides the sun, uh, the vitamin D is also available from food sources such as oily fish. So salmon, sardines, herring, and mackerel, you know, I would recommend at least a couple servings of one of those types of fish per week, one or several of those types. And um, I, I like to veer on the side of uh, consuming wild fish. Uh, some of the sources of farm fish are just not so great. If you do some reading on it, you'll see that there's a high potential for pollutants. Uh, so I really, I do lean towards wild fish a lot of the time, as long as they're not super high mercury sources, but the high mercury sources of fish are usually not the ones that are super dense in the, um, vitamin D. So those ones being, uh, things like swordfish and tuna, for example, another, uh, food source that you can find vitamin D in abundance are red meat. So, uh, grass fed beef and lamb and game meats. We don't want to consume too much of the red meat just because it's highly acidic and hard to break down and you're going to have inflammation as a byproduct of that. But uh, a balanced diet would include a little bit of this, maybe, you know, a few times a month or something, very small portions. Liver is a great source. I know that 
Organ meats are not going to be everybody's jam, but I have to bring it up just in case. Uh, liver is also an amazing source of iron. Uh, it is important to be eating liver that's well sourced. So you want to be consuming that from animals that have been ethically raised, not just sort of like any old liver that you'd find in the grocery store. Why? Because the liver accumulates all the toxins in the body and it processes fat and it has all these amazing vital roles. But if that animal was an unhealthy animal, then you are going to be consuming its ill health by eating, you know, concentrated, um, pieces of an organ meat. Other sources are egg yolks. So I know that there is a fad towards eating the white of the egg. I do not recommend that because actually a lot of the most vital nutrition is in the yolk of the egg. And on top of that, the white of the egg tends to be the more allergenic part. So the more likely part of the egg to cause an allergic reaction. And that's not necessarily that you'll get hives or anaphylactic shock or something. You may just get a little bloated, constipated. You may have low grade inflammation. Uh, so eat the whole egg, the, the brain food, the nutrients, a lot of it is in the yolk, uh, the trend towards egg white omelets to lower cholesterol or avoid gaining weight is not a healthy one. It's more just about moderation and making sure you're getting variety in your diet. You can also find vitamin D in fortified foods. So almond milk fortified in, uh, with vitamin D or one of the other nut milks, um, dairy products such as milk do have vitamin D in them. Also, uh, you just want to be careful about consuming too much dairy because again, this is something that a lot of people are allergic to on a low grade level over 60% of the population to be specific has lactose intolerance. So it's not something you want to have, um, in abundance in your diet. If you do eat dairy products, make sure you're eating, um, small amounts of full fat dairy and no low fat dairy that has been correlated in studies with, uh, low fertility and hormonal issues. Anything from, um, just not being able to get pregnant to having ovulatory issues. So low fat dairy should not be in the mix. One of my favorite sources of clean dairy is ghee, uh, G H E E. It's the clarified butter that is used in a lot of Indian cooking. You can certainly use it at home. Um, you know, in place of, or alongside your olive oil and, and coconut oil and other healthy cooking oils. We will get right back to today's episode in just a sec but I didn't want to miss the opportunity to tell you about an exciting new project that I have underway. So here it is. I get a lot of questions about what to eat and avoid when trying to get pregnant. Since so many of you are interested in optimizing your fertility via nutrition, I've created a very special course that teaches you the ins and outs of just that. It hasn't launched yet, but keep your eyes and ears peeled from my course on fertility nutrition. Whether you are already undergoing IVF or just trying the old fashioned way, my goal is to help give you all the nutritional tools you need to enhance your fertility and speed your path to baby. All right, let's jump back in. We know our sources of vitamin D are the sun, the oily fish, uh, some red meat, organ meat, eggs, and fortified foods. Uh, the sun is a great source, obviously, and I think that, you know, for those of us living in 
environments where we don't get a lot of it, a little bit of a vacation to a sunny spot a couple times in the uh, winter season can really give us a boost. I actually see that a lot of people perform better in their IVF cycles after they've been on a vacation. It's probably a combination of the relaxation, but also the vitamin D. And again, I'm going to get into why, um, in just the next uh, couple minutes, but you know, don't, un- uh, don't underestimate it. Make sure to get outside. I find that COVID has had a very negative effect on, uh, vitamin D levels because, you know, if you lived in a concentrated city like New York, for example, a lot of people just stopped going outside. There's no commute to work. Uh, even if you do go outside, there are tall buildings. Um, it's been gloomy a lot of the time, but most of the issue is that people are just staying inside way, way more to stay safe. And because they don't have to commute anymore, Um, you know, another thing is that people aren't traveling. So we're not taking our vacations to a sunny spot sometime in the winter to kind of get a boost. So I think the vitamin D levels have been probably lower this year than any other year. Another good reason to get tested and another good reason to potentially consider supplementing. But I really do like it when you can get uh, vitamins from natural sources. And since sun is a, is a great natural source and we're coming into the springtime, I really encourage you to get outside. Just be very deliberate about your efforts to be outside, go for walks, take it in. Uh, because you know supplementation is really great and essential and can improve the chances of success with your fertility treatments or trying naturally. But uh, I, I do think that getting it from natural sources gives uh, like another way for the body to absorb it that can really enhance things and and potentially lead to better results. So reasons that I love vitamin D, uh, it helps digestive issues, so bloating, IBS, it helps your immune system, it treats depression. It's like commonly known now that um, those with low vitamin D levels are more likely to uh, suffer from depression. It must, you know, be in part playing a role, at least in part playing a role in seasonal affective disorder. You know how some of us get so down during the winter season or the darker uh, months of the year. So it's good for mental outlook, immunity, and last but not least, it is amazing for fertility. Some of the benefits are that it can improve low ovarian reserve. It can improve specs for uh, advanced maternal age. Supplementation has decreased the risk of endometriosis spread. It helps with the endometrial lining thickness. So if somebody has uh, an issue uh, developing their endometrial lining, especially in PCOS patients, it is correlated with better IVF outcomes in women who have sufficient vitamin D levels. Uh, There was a Columbia USCC study that found that 40% of women with high vitamin D levels became pregnant versus 20% in women with low levels. Um, So 47% versus 20% is a pretty big gap. Uh, And that was just with supplementation of about 2,000 IU a day. So usually in your prenatal, you might have 400 or maximum 800 IU. So you would be needing to add um, another 1 to 2,000 on top of that. And honestly, for a lot of people, I think they need up to 5,000 or more during the winter season. So we're coming into the spring now. So two to 3,000 a day is probably adequate for most, especially if you're getting outside and eating some of those food sources that I mentioned. But 
Um, but in the winter months, we're looking at, at a higher level. And again, this can this can be more adequately assessed through testing. But in place of testing, uh, I would you know try supplementing at the lower lower level um, of the recommendation. So around two thousand a day. So the next study showed that women with PCOS who had adequate vitamin D levels had a better chance of IVF success due to the positive effect on the thickness of their uterine lining. So a lot of women with PCOS have trouble building their uterine lining for a lot of the time, like the insulin resistance or high androgens, so the high male hormones. Uh, but regardless, vitamin D seem to really lend a hand in that. So it's just such a simple thing to do to add that to a cycle. And we also know that some medications such as Clomid can thin the uterine lining. So um, vitamin D could be an assist in kind of supplementing what your body needs to build that uterine lining. Because we know that without a good plush uterine lining, we have much less of a chance of implantation. Another thing that's kind of related to PCOS is that the uh, metabolic imbalances associated with PCOS, so insulin resistance and and sometimes high cholesterol levels, um, those have been improved with supplementing vitamin D. So the metabolic imbalances uh, that can get pretty severe um, in women with insulin resistance and PCOS um, can result in things like high blood pressure in pregnancy. Uh, They can result in inadequate fatty metabolism, a lot of weight gain, and vitamin vitamin D deficiency is associated with worsening of these metabolic imbalances. So supplementation can be super helpful um, to achieving an overall state of health and improved fertility and keeping you um, safer during your pregnancy to prevent things like preeclampsia and gestational diabetes. Again, in PCOS, deficiency found in 40% of women with PCOS um, versus 11% without. So it's basically more common for somebody with PCOS to have a deficiency of vitamin D um, than it is somebody else. So any of you ladies listening that might be on the spectrum for PCOS, uh, this supplement is your ally. But again, I really do believe that it's an ally for pretty much uh, everybody going through fertility treatment, and then others that may have symptoms that I discussed previously, depression, uh, low mood, low energy, low immunity, that kind of thing, digestive issues. Specific to IVF, women with higher levels of vitamin D in their serum and follicular fluid, so the fluid in their follicles where their eggs grow, had improved IVF outcomes. Um, so the study wasn't super specific to why that was, um, but the fact that it was associated with better IVF outcomes is great. So it could actually have the potential to improve the egg quality, essentially, because the vitamin D can help with the division of the egg and the embryo. And so when they find you know higher levels of nutrients in the follicular fluid and it's associated with better IVF outcomes, generally the recommendation is to have adequate levels of that nutrient in your system before starting the IVF and obviously while undergoing it. For women who are doing uh, donor egg transfers, so it's not just specific to you, women using their own eggs, but women who are going through donor egg transfers also had higher success 
levels um, if vitamin D was supplemented in adequate levels. So it's really running the gamut. It's basically like if you're trying naturally, um, it will speed your path to pregnancy. If you have PCOS, it will speed your path to pregnancy. If you are going through IVF, it will speed your path to pregnancy. Um, And again, there's not really downside here. You could of course, overdose on vitamin D, but it is highly unlikely. You would likely have to be taking quite a bit. So check how much is in your prenatal, um, and then maybe consider adding a little bit more. Another thing that I recommend, and I'm going to mention this in my nutrient spotlight episodes is that, um, you really want to be careful about the quality of your supplements. If you are taking a CVS brand or a nature's made, uh, or something along those lines that just is rated really poorly, you're not going to get the, a great absorption and use of the vitamin. Um, in fact, sometimes because this is an unregulated industry, they're actually producing vitamin supplements that are made in their cheapest forms that don't absorb well, that actually may kind of build up in toxic levels in your system. So go with really reputable brands. Uh, and you know, that's anything from like Thorne to Douglas Labs to uh, Protocol for Life Balance, Orthomolecular. Uh, we have online dispensaries that we use because we want to make sure that everything has been stored at the right temperature. We want to make sure that no dodgy Amazon seller is like wiping off the, uh, expiry date, you know, but something to consider with fat soluble vitamins, vitamin D being one of them is that they are heat sensitive. So you want to make sure you're getting it from a source that you know has given some thought to that. So again, online sellers can be super dodgy, You can order from the website of some of the companies I mentioned. That's one way to go about it. Another way to go about it is to use a trusted dispensary. Um, We are happy to give people access to our dispensary, uh, like what's a partner dispensary, if you email our office. So it's info at naturnalife.com, I-N-F-O at N-A-T-U-R-N-A-L-I-F-E.com. I would much rather if you on your fertility journey was taking something that um, I ha- would have the confidence that would be of good quality and that was handled well enough so that it wouldn't be detrimental to your health. When you dabble with fat-soluble vitamins, one of the issues with it being heat sensitive is that it can go rancid. When something goes rancid, it will affect your liver, it will cause inflammation, um, and often it's just damaging the integrity of the vitamin and you're just not going to get the benefit from it. So, you know, the worst case scenario, it's damaging to your health. And then other scenarios are that it just doesn't help you at all. And you think you've been taking all the right stuff and it hasn't really been, um, helping you on your journey. So, uh, think about trying to sign up for one of these dispensaries. Again, you can contact our office to do so. You can DM me on Instagram and, uh, I can help you find a resource, but just be really careful about where you're getting stuff from, what the brands are. Um, and then obviously the dosages you're taking. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, you know, I love have you having you listen in and I'm totally happy to address any and all topics that you would like me to speak on, on these episodes. So please definitely send some feedback and requests and know that your interest and your requests will be addressed in due time. All right. Looking forward to joining with you again next time. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community, and I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. 
In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at Naturna underscore life or at naturally CB to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.